all the ministries and missionaries that we support. And so it's not somebody way off over there, but it's people that are with us that we get to see, we get to hear from them, we get to know their heart. And one of the special treats we've had for the last year or so is to have Henry and Joyce and their family with us as they've been home from Africa. And uh, it's not going to be too long until they go back, and we're not going to see you. And so before you, you know, we don't want to start crying now. Um, before we send you off, it is a thrill to have you here and kick off our missions emphasis time by finding out what God's been doing in your life and what you see coming up in the next little bit. So, Henri and Joyce and anyone else that's going to come on up? Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it's always, always a joy to be uh, here, to be able to share a little bit about what God has been doing, not because of us, but in spite of us. Everything that you're about to hear, all of it is entirely because of God, even when we're messing around with it. So um, some of you uh, may know that we're normally a family of five. Um, So we're uh, going, well, I'll explain the normally. (laughs) But uh, we thought that today we will present a series of fab fives to you. So the first one coming up will be... Okay, um, she's going to tell us five things that God has done since we've been here in Hong Kong. That we thank him for. We thank him for. So number one is we're so thankful um, for our family um, that we've had this huge, crazy transition from the concrete jungle of Congo to the... No, not concrete jungle... I'm all messed up. From the rainforest of Congo to the concrete jungle of Hong Kong. And um, the kids have really uh, amazed us in the way they've transitioned. And why I said normally five is you might have noticed that our oldest one, Sharissa, has not been with us here for a few weeks. And the reason is that God has blessed our 13-year-old with a full scholarship. It's an academic and music scholarship to a boarding school in the U.K., They will pay for her fees all the way until university, subject to satisfactory performance. (laughs) So you can be praying for her. And as some of you might know, she was the one who picked up the violin, and God really answered her prayer and brought her a violin in the middle of nowhere. And and the fact that this is a partial music scholarship, they will even pay for the music lessons. It's just incredible. So praise God. So that's number one. Number two is um, the eye center in Infondo that we've been privileged to set up is going really well. We're feeling very proud of our nurses whom we trained, and they're doing extremely well. Um, the third thing that we thank God for is that during this year has been a real time of preparation. We feel a little bit like Nehemiah days where people are gathering different things to build this thing. So we've been gathering supplies and equipment. We've got so much furniture and equipment. We've already got two 40 feet um, containers filled um, with things ready to go to Africa once the building is built. Um, we've God's also provided us um, with finances, um, and we are about uh, 38 million Hong Kong dollars raised 
um, in the last 18 months since we launched this fundraising, which is incredible. And all that really has been kicked off um, seriously because of the match donation that has been launched through this very church. So give yourselves a big clap too. We'll tell you about what we still need, but we thank God for what he's already done. And finally, recently, um, we've, through God's way of provision, we are, um, we've been offered an office space um, in Hong Kong with storage, which is a miracle in Hong Kong, isn't it? Um, and they will, this office will even um, let us use their printing facilities and office support for free. So God really is a provider. So the fourth thing that we thank God for is um, the Wessel project continues to go really well. Our construction plans are all done. We're just translating them, and the tender will go out any time um, the next two weeks. And in the meantime, we're preparing for returning um, to Congo. Um, and when we are there, um, the local government hospital has reaffirmed their support and partnership with us as well as the Ministry of Health who has already signed this convention with us and so they will be providing us um, the space to start our consultations and training while we wait for our own facilities um, to, to be built and I'm really, I just can't believe I'm telling you this but um, we, apart from us family um, God willing if our border proves everything, we sh- when we go back um, within one year, there will actually be 10 missionaries and six missionary children joining our team. So we've grown from just a family, and God has now provided us with the team that we need. So I think that's just amazing. God told us that when we will just go, he will bring people, and he is. And f- so many things to thank God for, but finally to thank thank. The really, really important people we want to thank God for is you, um, the people who supported us really from day one, um, and without you, this really wouldn't have happened. So we just thank you for you and um, all the supporters. So the next Fab Five that Henri's going to tell you about is five things you may not about our time in Hong Kong. Well, we have been, again blessed by you and thank you so much for what you've been doing. I know some of you or almost all of you have been praying for us. And if I think you may not know uh, about our time in Hong Kong. Well, the first one is, you know, all the kids were homeschooled and then when we came to Hong Kong it was a shock for them. And one of the big challenges was to learn the language. So it was incredible the way they start learning the language. We'd be like, through MTR. You know, when they give the announcement, they will pick the words from there. And it will also be uh, when we take the lift, when, we go, when the lift goes up and down. <laughs> so there's, yeah, or maybe when we watch television, it was the World Cup when we came, and they were speaking. So, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. And uh, now they, they've settled. They're doing very, very well in, um, in a school. Local school. Local school. Yeah. And God really has also opened the door for them to, to go to like a proper school when you wear uniform. And uh, <laughs> like you don't, you don't mess. Yeah. You wake up early in the morning and go straight to school. And, um, the second thing is, um, 
we haven't been, I mean, this is our first time in Hong Kong, like the whole year. And we've been sharing 60 times, which is incredible because, you know, we always hide behind the door and speak to patients. But this last year, we've been speaking almost everywhere, like 60 times. And we praise the Lord for that. And uh, we have very good opportunity. And we've seen God working amazingly. And uh, the third thing uh, is I've been going back and forth to, to Congo and to do some operations. And uh, the nurses we train there, they're doing very, very well. And we're so proud of them, as Joyce said. And... Uh, but we're getting ready to embark to a new step, uh, which we feel like God really. And, but God says, yes, you go. I will be with you. And um, the fourth one, uh, our little girl, she's not here, so I can tell you the story. <laughs> we found her when we came. We found her talking in, in the bathroom. To herself. To herself. I'm in Hong Kong. I'm in Hong Kong. And with, why is she saying that? Oh, I had to to take, you know, we're in the bathroom. You use, um, you know, tissue to put in the bowl, in the, in the you know, in the bowl. toilet bowl. And then, uh, and she was saying it. So. Because in Africa, you we don't do have, that. You, you can't, you <laughs> so know. So she's reminding herself what to do with What to do in paper. the tissue, where's in the bathroom. Put the so push the, the tissue paper in the bowl and then the flush the water. Flush so. <laughs> So that's one of the things. Um, yeah, we've been learning also uh, in Hong Kong. And uh, we have, that's the, the fifth thing. We have eight weeks before we go. Eight weeks until we go. And um, we'll be leaving Hong Kong in December, end of December. And we'll, be, we'll, we'll go to Hong Kong, to Congo via UK. So we'll be there um, January. To meet the the board members in in the UK, and then in the Congo will be there in uh, February. So those are the five things. Yes, uh, you may not know, but you know now. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, Joyce is going to tell us also five things uh, we need to know about uh, what we'll be doing in the Congo once we're back there. The next few months, we're going to be here, there, everywhere. So we still got eight weeks in Hong Kong, as Henri said. So the suitcases and the boxes are out, and we're going through the whole process where the kids have been told to streamline their possessions. Um, and we've got a lot of handing over to do, and we still got quite a few events. And you will hear me say, basically, in all these places we'll do, we'll keep on working with the construction, keep on fundraising, um, and keep on... Um, just working on our project. So the fundraising gap currently is about um, 20 million Hong Kong dollars. Um, we regardless, we will build this um, hospital um, because we will have a 38 million um, dollar worth hospital. The 20 million dollar that will see to us really to the whole um, building built can you please pray that God opens the doors? Um, because if we don't have the 20 million, we won't be able to build the whole hospital. And you can say, well, you can wait, can't you? We can, but as a clinician, we're really heavy-hearted that we have the best 
clinical services. And you can imagine, you really wouldn't want to be a construction site when you're going through surgery and trying to recover. So please pray um, that God will help us close this gap. And um, we need to know um, by this year, really, when, where this money is going to come from so that we can sign the contracts. So that's Hong Kong. Number two is, as Henri said, we're going back to UK, where we will be restarting homeschooling. <laughs> Yay! And um, we'll be working with the UK office and we'll be preparing for the next move. We'll be working on the orientation with the eight adults and uh, three other MKs who will be joining our team um, and reconnecting with our supporters there too. Then the third place we'll move to is Brazzaville, which is the capital of Congo, where we'll be meeting ministers and authorities, getting paperwork done and uh, working on policies and procedures, which... um, Really just talking about them make my heart racist because it's all in French. (laughs) And then um, we'll be getting our new team members to settle. And then all the while, as we said, working on the construction plans and fundraising still. And then the fourth place we'll move to is back to Wessels. We'll be learning to um, connect with the local community there, working on settling a place. And God willing, we should have a home that we can rent that has electricity and water. Yay! So it's looking very, very positive. So we're very excited about electricity and water. (laughs) Uh, And you'll be learning about homeschooling on the move. So essentially the kids will, the next few months, you can imagine all these places we move to, we're moving our our lives with us. Um, And then finally, it really is everywhere we go, our calling really always comes back to Luke 10.9, which says, heal the sick, tell them the kingdom of God is near you. We're passionate about helping people see physically and spiritually. So in all these places, please pray with us that we will continue to be able to share about God's love. Well, about, about, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think we, we well, led the pastor. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, okay, so we'll just finally share one thing with a, a little video, and the is going to tell you a story. So we're going to say five things to pray for, but you, you can get the kind of things we need to know. And yeah. so we're going to watch this video, and Ezra will come and tell his little Hello, I'm Joyce. And I'm Henry. We are the co-founders of New Sight, a charity who help blind people to see again in Congo. We are here to tell you about our new campaign, Two Front Teeth. The idea started when our daughter lost her two front teeth. I'm Sharissa, and I'm 12 years old. When I was six, I lost my two front teeth. They helped me raise 1,000 Hong Kong dollars for one blind person to see again in Congo. I was so excited when the tooth fairy came. My school friends had told me that the tooth fairy would come and give me money in exchange for my teeth. She gave me 20 Hong Kong dollars. I told my parents I wanted to use it to buy a plane ticket to visit my grandparents, but they said that wasn't enough. So I told them I would use it to pay for an eye surgery, but they also said that wasn't enough. So instead they asked me, why not let it grow? So I bought a cupcake mix. When I had finished baking them, I went out and sold a dozen of them for $5 each. I made $40, and with the $40, I made Christmas cards. There were times that I was really tired and didn't want to continue. But I learned that hard work and perseverance really matters. So little by little and step by step, I was able to raise 1,000 Hong Kong dollars for one blind person to see again in Congo. Doing this made me feel good. I know there are many sad things in this world, but I also know I can make a difference. If you want to make a difference, here are some ideas. You can ask your family and friends to donate instead of giving you birthday presents, or even use your own pocket money or red packet money. Or maybe even host a bake sale. 
there's so much more. Our daughter's experience made us realize that we need to cultivate a culture where our children see. S-E-E-C. S, to see the needs of our world. E, to exercise what is already in their hands to make a difference. And the final E, to equip themselves to make an even bigger difference. And that is what the Project to Front Teeth is all about. I started with two front teeth. What will you start with? My parents just shared that we're planning to build a new and much bigger eye hospital in the west of Congo because we want to help more patients here again. We need lots of money. So we asked our friends to help us, and together we made this awesome calendar. Today we'll be selling them at the back of the church, and, um, if, and if you're up for a medical challenge, you can help us to sell them. Each calendar costs $100. If you buy 10, you can pay $1,000, which is enough to help one blind person help one of our patients to see again. And to thank you, we will give you one extra one for free. And if you're a child, we might give you a candy. In other words, it is $1,000 for 11 calendars. So please help us sell them or give them away. All the money raised goes directly to help our patients and their families. Thank you. So we're really proud of this boy here because he came up with all this idea and it really is a bunch of kids all under the age of nine who created those calendars right there at the back. You can wave them around so everyone can see. And that the idea really, especially with your parents, we really have a heart for kids to get involved. So if you're willing to donate $1,000, you'll get home basically 11 calendars. So encourage your children to go sell those calendars, and then after they've sold it, they will know that they've helped one blind person see again, and they can get an extra calendar for free. So we're just really thankful. So just uh, finally five things to tell you about that you can do. So uh, number one is that our last fundraising event will be on the 24th of November. It's a cocktail event with a little bit of live auction. So if you have friends who want to come and hear about our story, please bring them. You can see the website link there. The second thing is we do have to say our painful goodbye. So there's no better place to do it than right here in our home. Um, so uh, AIC is very kindly helping us host this sending party and family fun day. So it'll be in the afternoon here on the 16th of December. And we'll just have different fun things for the kids. And I think it's a really good uh, way for you to um, bring friends and also to um, tell your kids about these missionaries. They really have to leave. They don't just kind of appear there somewhere. And also there'll be things for them to do that they will be part of making a difference in this world. So um, the third thing you can do is you can donate. We're always up for taking donations. So the link is right there. Um, Pray for us that God will fill that gap. And um, the um, fourth thing is to get those calendars um, uh, to start your own project, Two Front Teeth. And then the final thing and most important of all is to... I don't know, to to pray. (laughs) Yes, 
Yes. Please yes. pray for us. So yeah. you've heard a lot about the different things, but really the main ones are for the construction um, process. There's a lot of complexities involved, um, like we said, the funds, but also for energy and wisdom and strength, really, to keep going. Um, and then please do pray for our children. They've gone, they're about to go through another huge transitions. You know, just sometimes like when I think about just traveling, just talking about it makes me tired already. Um, so play for their transitions. Please remember Sharissa in prayer as she um, is not really a path we would have chosen for her um, to be away from us so young, but God's provided and we trust him um, for her. Um, and then finally, please do pray for our team here in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They're also about to go through another big transition because, you know, six years ago, we really never saw this coming. We just thought we'll go to the jungle and, you know, and then now God's done all these things. So all glory be to him. And also, we invite all of you to come to Congo to yes. visit. Yes, Seriously, come visit us. when you're free, a holiday, a month, yeah, two, Eric's two, weeks, two weeks, just come and visit us. If she survived, I'm sure yes, if I can survive, everyone here will survive. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be in the thank you. Thank, thank you so you very much. much. Before you go in, come on, I'd like to pray for you on behalf of our church. Thank you for your sharing. Thank you for the design. It's, it's great. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for faithful servants like the Samutus and many others. We thank you for their faithfulness to answer the call that you gave them many years ago. We thank you for their willingness to sacrifice so many things. But Lord, we know that you never let your servants go uh, without reward, either here or when we see you face to face. Lord, we thank you for p- providing the 38 million. We're also going to praise you and trust you to provide the remaining 20 million for the eye hospital and for the staff and for the equipment, all the wide safety. Lord, we pray that in the remaining eight weeks that they'll be in Hong Kong, they'll, be, they'll feel loved, continue to feel blessed, and knowing that they're being sent, sent to a place where you will prepare, that you will bring people in need of seeing physically and seeing spiritually. Lord, we thank you for their heart. Go with them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, and uh, thank you for sharing today. And before I sit down, I'd also like to remind uh, and repeat what Pastor Stan said. We are kicking off the Mission Emphasis Month with every, mo- uh, every week, we'll have somebody sharing about some of the wonderful work that they are doing, that God is doing through them, and that we have a privilege to partner with. And we have a little poster up there. Uh, when, after the service, if a chance, take a look at all the partners that we have. And I don't know, may, we may have forgotten one or two, so forgive us if you know of a ministry that we're partnering with is not up there. Find out about those ministries. If you feel the Lord's leading you to perhaps find out more on how you can help, talk to one of the MMT members. By the way, MMT stands for Mission Ministry Team. And talk to one of us and ask us how you can help. Either doing it, going yourself, or you want to give financially. You just heard they need $20 million. Uh, The many ministries here also need finances to help. They also need your prayer and your support. So look forward to a whole month of just hearing God's greatness through mission partnership. Thank you for praying and see how you can be part of that.
To me, it's very exciting to see what God's doing, hearing firsthand what God is doing around the world. And uh, I'm just thrilled to be a part of a church that uh, is involved in this way. And uh, I feel like I've got friends in the Congo. It's been about 36 weeks since we started our series on the journey. I saw it as a journey that we would be going on as a church because we didn't really know what all was ahead when we came into the first Sunday of March this year. Our lead pastor was gone. We didn't know when we'd get another pastor. We had to step out in faith and go on this journey. And I saw it very similar to the journey that the disciples would be doing with Jesus. As as, uh, Jesus stepped into ministry, that what I thought we'd do is for an undetermined number of weeks, we'd be looking at this journey of Jesus. Oddly enough, when I sketched out the original schedule, I got to November, and it all started getting rather foggy. And I realized that, well, we'd probably take a break soon for Christmas and reevaluate and see where we are, and if needed, in January, we'd pick up the journey again. But as you know, November got foggy because I didn't need to fill in too many weeks in November. And uh, it's really interesting the way God worked this out. What we've been doing through the various speakers that we've had is we've looked at the, 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 the ministry of Jesus, which from the time he starts in ministry with the baptism with John the Baptist until the time he returns to heaven is a little over three years. Three years, four months, five months, something like that. And what we've done in these 36 weeks is we have covered Um, about three years. We are now just a few weeks from Holy Week, from the week when Jesus goes to the cross. And it's really pretty incredible to see what's been happening in the lives of His disciples over this time. And while we've covered most of Jesus' life, there's there's literally just a few months left, and, and some of that is after the resurrection. We are only about halfway through the Gospels. If you look at where we are in the Gospel, we're in about chapter 11 of John. We're about halfway through Mark. And we're only about halfway through Luke. And you look at this and you see how much gets packed into that last portion of the written Gospel. Because it's so incredible what Jesus does and what happens, the detail that's given related to His crucifixion and resurrection. And so we've had the privilege of walking through this now. And uh, like I say, it's just amazing to me what God has done. I hope you've learned something through it. I have learned a lot. um, And um, it's just been a challenge to me. We've had 15 Sundays when we've had a speaker from outside AIC here, including five weeks um, with Kelvin Gardner here in July. We had six Sundays when people from AIC preached. And thank you to each of you who did that. Um, Henri, this was your second time up here. Uh, So thank you for doing that. We had one Sunday with a typhoon. 
So I'm not sure how you want to count that one. God gave his message in a powerful way that day. And then the remaining Sundays, I have done it. And I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been involved in ministry here and what God's been doing. I don't know if you realize it, but when we lost our lead pastor, we also lost our children's director and someone who was uh, also involved in the worship team as Melissa was here. And uh, so I want to say thank you for the people that have filled in and done so much. You've not filled in. You have done the ministry with great heart and great passion. I want to thank the worship team that has been here. New people have stepped up. I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last few months, we've had some new people up here leading, and they've enriched our, our ministry here so much as they've shared that load. Um, The children's leadership team was formed while Melissa was here, but they have stepped in and led our children's ministry in a wonderful way. And I thank them for what they have been doing in ministering to our children. Um, Our staff, Doug, Dory, Twinkie, and Linda, thank you for your work and what you have done. You have allowed things to run smoothly and allow God to continue uh, the ministry that's here equipping people to do ministry. I want to thank the GC, the, the, uh, 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 the GC for their work and their leadership. They had no idea when they allowed their name to stand what they would, would uh, be doing. And they have filled in in just such a remarkable way, just jumped in with the need to, to do the search for a pastor. That's a major job, a major job to be searching for a pastor and at the same time, keep everything running, and at the same time, readjust to the new guidelines and new interpretations of things that KTAC has given us. And so, thank you so much for your work. And then, um, I want to thank the under-shepherds. And uh, for most of the time, that's been Matthew and Mark. Um, They could have used the help of Luke and John, um, but... uh, uh, they have just done a tremendous work uh, many times, uh, just hour after hour after hour of work, um, interviewing people for the, for the position and, and doing the work behind the scenes and just being there of support and prayer for the congregation. You have done a fantastic job. And at the end of this service, we're going to be... Um, um, recognizing Jimmy as he joins the, uh, the under-shepherd team. And I also want to thank the congregation. You have been phenomenal. The way that you have stepped up, the, the things that you have done, the encouragement that you've given, um, the attentiveness that you've given, I just appreciate that. And I don't know if you remember, but that first Sunday in March, I shared three words with you that I thought should... Um, be characterized by each of us as we go through this time. And I see John's here. He probably remembers one of those words because it's his wife's name. (laughs) Uh, The three words were grace, love, and patience. We needed to learn those things. And God gave us opportunities to practice grace, love, and patience. And they are words that can characterize us as a congregation as we go forward from here, as we have God's presence going forward. So I want to say thank you. 
Thank you for what God has done. We have done it together. We have been through this together. It's truly been a journey. Walking in a step of faith. We have practiced what the disciples did when they stepped out and said, Yes, Lord, I'll go. They had no idea where they were going. And we had to step out in faith 36 weeks ago when we said, Yes, Lord, we're following you through this time. We had no idea how God was going to do it. But it's obvious that his hand has been upon us. And I thank you for that. I want to uh, just point out that during this time, we have not only just survived, I see that we have thrived and that God has done some truly amazing things during this time. We have the stamp of God saying, yes, AIC, I still want to work through you. I still want you to be my people. And that should be a great encouragement for us as we see some of these things. I've already mentioned a few of them, but we've had new worship team members. To be honest with you, early in March or April, we were looking at this and and seeing some of the needs. And, And I actually pulled Dory aside. She's got a lot of experience, a lot of time here. And I said, how difficult is it for us to pull up some YouTube videos if we realize that we don't have a worship team sometime? My heart was heavy. And maybe I didn't have enough faith. But God provided each week. And he does it in such an abundant way. The children's ministry has gone on. um, With our volunteer leaders and, and, and new volunteers stepping up during that time. Something else that's been amazing. Not only have we been running ministry here. But during the 36 weeks. We've also had a missions trip that involved a number of people, a large team that went to the Philippines and did ministry there. Just before the 36-week start, we had another team that went um, for an English camp north of the border. And then right now, we're in the midst of Alpha, where we had 14 people say, I'll help run Alpha. And so it's just incredible with, in addition to everything that you see or don't see that goes on here, We've been doing other ministries outside of here. During this time, we have also taken in 19 new members. I don't think there's been too many years when we've done 19 members with a, with a full team here. And so God has brought on 19 new members have joined AIC. We have done, uh, we've had three people follow the Lord in baptism during this time. And as most of you know, that candle is lit About two Sundays a month, maybe three. I don't really keep track, but it's just phenomenal to see that people within the congregation, by the way, that candle gets lit because somebody from AIC has led someone else to Christ. Okay, It's something that we do that our people are involved in. And this time, I I, I don't, uh, that candle represents six or eight people who prayed to receive Christ at the prison. And so God is using us week after week after week. Um, I'm, I'm blessed as I see the number of people that have been trained to do one-on-one follow-up of new believers. There's a number of you out there who are ministering to newer or younger believers. And that's just a phenomenal um, accomplishment. Discipleship classes are up in almost all the ages. 
there's an increasing in attendance in that. And so we praise God for what's going on. Um, a number of people. I think uh, there were 12. Where's Marianne? There were 12 in, in your class today that had perfect attendance for the last eight weeks, did their homework each week, and learned the memory verse. And so um, that's just, just phenomenal that for, for eight weeks in a row, they're there every week and uh, what, what God is doing there. And so I'm just excited. We are in a good time at AIC, looking forward to what God's going to do. We stepped out in faith 36 weeks ago. I wonder what the next 36 weeks has. I'm excited for what God's going to do. Uh, we're going to be hearing reports from Congo. We're going to be hearing reports from our missionaries, but we're going to be seeing things happening right here. And so I just want to share with you um, this passage of Scripture as we look forward to having a new pastor come. And I have some Scripture, and I'd like us to just read along with it. I'll make a few comments, and we'll go on from there. From Ephesians chapter 4, So Christ Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Pastor Joel has a job description when he comes. And the committee, the search committee, I'm sure has given that to him. But if you look at this passage of Scripture, we can can describe it in one word. Pastor Joel's job is to equip his... Now that's not Pastor Joel's people, it's Christ's people. It is to equip his people, Christ's people, for works of service. You know what? Next Sunday... When you come in here, you will see these same chairs. These same chairs will be set up. Next Sunday, there will not be, we call them lazy boys in America, recliners. You can lean back and put your feet up. We're not going to take these chairs out and put recliners in here. Because next week, it doesn't start where you sit back, relax, Put your feet up and watch Pastor Joel do the work. No, Pastor Joel's job is to equip us for the works of service. We've got a new team member. We've got a new team captain who's going to be leading us on to where God's going to take us. And so Pastor Joel's job, you have an outline there, you can fill in. His job is to equip us, his people, God's people, for works of service. 
And I look forward to that. And if you, if you look through that passage of Scripture, you can see what happens then. Take a look at the verses. What happens when the pastor is doing these things? I'll put them back on the screen for you. You see things happen like there's unity in the body. There's maturity spiritually where we're no longer like infants or on a, way, on a ship with waves tossed to and fro. We speak the truth in love. We build one another up in love. These are the characteristics of what happens when the pastor is doing his job of equipping us, the body of Christ, to do the work that he calls us to. And so we see Christ's people becoming mature, becoming built up. And that happens, look at the last few words in that passage of Scripture. This happens as each part does its work. Each part. It's comparing us to a body, a physical body. It has eyes, we've heard about that, but it has a head, it has hands, it has feet, it has, it has each part of the body. And the body works best when each part is working in harmony and functioning together. And so we will become the people that God has for us, what AIC is to be, as each part does its work. If you have any questions about that, be in prayer. Be talking to somebody. Find out how you can be equipped using the gifts that God has given you to be involved in ministry somewhere here at AIC, here throughout Wampo, here throughout Hong Kong, or maybe God's calling you to be the next partner in the Congo. Wherever God's calling you, we want you serving God at that location. And so I just give this as an admonition for us. And I also wanted to give just a snapshot of where we've been on this journey. We've been on this journey with Jesus. We've been on this journey together as AIC and to wrap up the journey, this, this journey that we've been on with Jesus, I want to share with you what I have discovered, four key verses from each of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But I had to sum it up in just a key verse for each of them. What would it be? The first one in Mark, we'll start with Mark because Mark is probably the first Gospel written. Mark was not one of the disciples of Jesus, but he was a good friend with Peter. And together they probably wrote the book of Mark. And at the very beginning of the book of Mark, he says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. The purpose of him writing this book is so that the beginning, the good news about Jesus can be made known. And there's story after story, account after account in this book that tells us who Jesus is. This is the shortest book. It moves the fastest. They go from picture, from scene to scene, seeing what Jesus did. And the question that I have for you as you look at this verse, this part of Mark, is can you tell your story of how the gospel began in you? If you were to add a story to Mark, what is Christ doing in you? What has the gospel done in you? One of the most important things that I think you can do is to get your story, your story about how God 
touched your life. Be able to write that out. Share it. It could be two minutes long. It could be just a few sentences. But tell your story. And that's really what missions is, isn't it? Telling what Christ has done to someone, uh, what Christ has done for me, telling it to someone else. So tell your story about how Christ has worked in your life. As we go to the book of Luke, once again, some verses from towards the very beginning um, of the of the book. Remember, Luke also was not one of the disciples of Jesus, but he was a companion of the Apostle Paul, and uh, he probably saw a lot of things. He was a medical doctor, and uh, he carefully investigated what was going on. And so at the beginning of the book, he says, With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. The certainty. Luke wanted us to know with certainty who Jesus is, the truth behind who Jesus is. And so I'd encourage you to describe the Jesus that you know with certainty. If you have a question about who Jesus is, investigate that question. Do like Luke did and search it out. Search out who is Jesus? So that you have a certainty that you know that He is the Son of God and you know who He is. We were challenged with this in the Alpha video to know, to, to find out who Jesus is and that there is real historical evidence for who He is. And so I ask you to search that out. And then we go to John. In John, we need to go to the end of the book. Chapter 20, the last verse in chapter 20, John tells us, But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that, my, and that by believing you may have life in His name. John wants us to believe because he knows that that belief will affect our lives so that it changes the way we live. Our life will be in Jesus. We can have life in the name of Jesus. He can give us something new. He can change you from where you were to where God wants you to be. And so I ask you this question. Have you experienced life through the name of Jesus? Have you experienced life through the name of Jesus? If you have any questions there, please, please talk to somebody that you know here at church that can help you find the answers. And then we go back to the first book that appears in our New Testament, Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, towards the, almost the very end of the book. Matthew writes these words, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus gives one command. 
He calls us to be His disciple and He tells us to do one thing. I want you to do one thing. Make disciples. Be a disciple. Make disciples. It's about discipleship. How do you do this? You do this as you go. God may call you to go to another flat on your floor or God may send you to someplace far away. But as you go, you take the gospel with you and you share it with people. And two things that you do is you baptize and you teach. So God has called us to do one thing. If When Christ comes back and He asks the question, how are you doing with that one thing that I told you to do? What are you going to say? And that brings us to the question that I wrap up with is, how are you making disciples? Not are you, not when will you, but how are you doing at it? In your life? Your family's life, co-workers, neighbors, family members, someone. Who can you make a disciple of? And so I just want to leave this as the challenge from the journey series to take these four questions. If you're in a community group, you have a group that's discussing the sermon, you have four questions. You have four passages of scriptures to look at. See what God's doing. See how he's challenging you. And we'll look to see what God does here in AIC. In the next 36 weeks, 36 months, 36 years, however long God has for us, we want to walk with Him faithfully on the journey that He has. Let's pray. Dear God, thank You for being so faithful. We had no idea what was happening when we stepped out in faith, but we knew that we could trust You. We knew that You had our future in Your hands. And so, Lord, we just rejoice in what you're doing. We look forward to what you're doing. May we faithfully join our new team member, our new leader, Pastor Joel, as he seeks your face and tries to be obedient and faithful in serving you here at AIC. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.